Our reading this evening is Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give account, so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful, and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, O king Darius, live forever. All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for thirty days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house, where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within thirty days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel. And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Then at break of day the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions, as he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. 
So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, we hear about the discipline of a father for his son, and Solomon, the father, is saying to his son how he should hold fast to everything that he's been taught. So here's what he says in Proverbs, chapter 3. My son, do not lose sight of these commandments. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. And when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. That's like so many of the other promises that we hear in the scriptures. For instance, Psalm 127, about building a house, here's what the psalmist says, actually Solomon again, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. That's quite a contrast, isn't it? The one eating the bread of anxious toil and the beloved of the Lord who sleeps peacefully, whose slumber is sweet. That's the contrast between Darius and Daniel in our lesson today. Darius, who stays up all night, fasting and fretting, no diversions, no fun, no entertainment, just sitting and chewing his nails, waiting for what's going to happen the next morning. He has no sleep. Sleep fled from him, it says. But how about Daniel? Now, we don't have any detail about whether or not he slept in the lion's den, but you can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine, and lots of children's stories, story Bibles have it depicted this way. Daniel just cuddled up with his head resting softly in the lap of a big, furry lion. Naturally, Daniel, who trusted in God, who kept his commands, who prayed three times a day, Daniel could sleep at peace. Not only in a lion's den, but even at the hands of his enemies, Daniel could sleep at peace because sleep had been given to him. Slumber, peaceful slumber, had been given to him by his heavenly father. Contrast Darius with his fretful toil and Daniel with his peaceful sleep. Contrast that with the night that those evil men must have spent. Revelry, carousing, overjoyed that they'd finally gotten rid of Daniel, perhaps, perhaps, or maybe they slept soundly. Sweet and soft as babies, 
thinking that they had worked something marvelous by their wicked deeds. In fact, in the book of Proverbs, we hear about the wicked. It says they can't sleep unless they have done something dreadful. Think about that, the contrast between all three of these parties. The goal, the goal in all of this and what we're doing tonight and what we do every day that we study God's word, the goal is that we would be like Daniel, not just perhaps in being excellent or wise or even in his tremendous trust in his heavenly father, but that we would be like Daniel in this way, that we would receive like him the peace that passes understanding that comes from our heavenly father. Now, Daniel was an easy target for those fellows because there is never an easier target than somebody who's working really, really hard, doing really, really well when you don't want to work hard or do well. So Daniel's like the kid in the class who ruins the curve for everybody else because he scores 100% on the test that everybody else is failing. Or he's like the guy in the shop, the guy in the shop who is working harder than everybody else and putting everyone else to shame, making them look bad. What do they want from that one guy that he would just slow down a bit, that he would just quit working so hard? That's what it was like for these fellows looking at Daniel. We wish that he wasn't so excellent. He's a foreigner, after all. Placed in the top three of the kingdom, those three satraps. And then, of those three, he was going to be the the chief one. He was distinguished above all of them because an excellent spirit was in him. No wonder. No wonder they hated him. No wonder they were after him. And so they picked a fight with him. But of course, you know that they picked a fight with the wrong guy. And they realized it quickly. They watched him day and night to see if they could find some fault. And most people, most people have a fault. If it was anybody else, they wouldn't have had to watch for very long. And they could have found something that they could bring before the king to show him that Daniel wasn't really who he claimed to be. But Daniel was blameless. He's like the man that Peter commends in his epistle when Peter says, it's no credit to you if you sin and are beaten for it. If you're faulty, if you're blameworthy and you suffer for it, that's on you. But if you are blameless, if you suffer for doing good, if you suffer for righteousness, that is a gracious thing in the sight of God. And that was Daniel. After all, look at what they say. The one thing they can count on, the one thing they know for sure is that Daniel will not forfeit his trust in God. That's quite the commendation. They don't realize what high praise that is that they're giving to Daniel. The one thing they can count on is that he loves God and that he's going to pray to God three times a day. And it's that conviction, that faithfulness, that integrity that they pick as their target, which just shows how awful, how evil they are. And so they conspire, and apparently Darius wasn't really paying attention because when they come into his court and they say, all of us agree that you should have this law, they had evidently left out Daniel. Darius maybe felt that it was kind of stroking his pride, and so this sounds pretty good. Yeah, everybody, if they want to ask for anything, they should ask me first. I'm the king, after all. This sounds like a good law, but it is an ungodly law. An ungodly law, of course, at that time, but it is reflective of all of the ungodly laws that abound in our world, laws that are meant to bolster the pride of earthly rulers, laws that are meant to take away our trust and our faith and our Heavenly Father. What is it that is called for among Christians but that we, like Daniel, never change a thing? So Daniel, when he hears the laws have been passed, he goes to his room and he does exactly as he always did. Now Daniel, for Daniel, that was easy. 
because he was used to doing it. He was accustomed to doing it. And that's one of the reasons why building Christian habits, Christian disciplines, putting into practice the piety of coming to church and hearing God's word and praying regularly, that's why it's so important so that when the going gets tough, you can just keep on going so that you can continue to do what you've always done fearlessly. Now they said to Darius when they discovered that Daniel was still praying and they were rubbing their hands together with glee, when they discovered that Daniel was still praying to God, they went to the king and they said, King, I want you to notice that Daniel is not paying any attention to what you've done. They can hardly wait to spit these words out. Daniel is the one who's breaking your law. He pays no attention to you whatsoever. But it's not true, is it? Daniel has paid attention to the king's law and disregarded it, which is even more of a slap in the face than just not noticing. Daniel has paid attention, and he's counted this law as one that does not bind him. It's not entirely true. They could level an even greater accusation against Daniel, but they don't. They just simply say, here's someone who broke your law. And so Darius is distressed. After all, he knows what an awful bind he's gotten himself into. He loves Daniel, apparently, or treasures him, values him highly. And so what is he going to do? He can't go back on his word. If he were to go back on his word, it would show two things. One, that his word is useless. And a second thing, it would show that he'd been manipulated by these guys, these evil men. So he can't go back on his word. But can he throw Daniel into the lion's den? Oh, Darius is not entirely hopeful. He's kind of desperate. And so he spends the night in anxious toil. But you could hear this glimmer, this glimmer of what he's seen in Daniel. When he gives Daniel this blessing, when he says, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. If your God is one that is worth facing the lion's den, then perhaps, Darius says, perhaps he will save you. And Darius spent the night in anxious toil while Daniel slept peacefully. Daniel could sleep peacefully because his God is a God who neither slumbers nor sleeps. So listen to the psalm, uh, a psalm, Psalm 121, about peaceful sleep. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. If it's true, if all of that is true, then those who trust in God, those who are beloved by God, have nothing to fear, ever. They should never lose a wink of sleep because of the love of their Heavenly Father. If those things are true, and in fact they are, so Darius comes to the tomb in the morning and he cries out, O Daniel, servant of the living God. And it's reminiscent in some ways of Jesus calling into the tomb of the dead man, Lazarus, would you come out? And just like the dead man, Lazarus, comes out after having been dead for four days, Daniel comes out of the tomb, comes out of the tomb having been spared entirely. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths and they have not Harmed me. The Lord has kept my coming in and my going out from this time forth and forevermore. Daniel slept at peace, the servant of the living God. He slept at peace, and Darius saw. Darius saw how he'd been spared this awful trouble, and Darius 
acts accordingly. He takes all of those wicked men and he gives them their comeuppance. It's vindication. And this is some part of the hope that Christians have. That when you are persecuted, when you suffer for righteousness' sake, which is a gracious thing in the sight of God, you will be vindicated. Your enemies will be put to shame. The world will be ashamed of everything that is done to harm Christians, of everything that is done to discredit the faith. The world will be ashamed, and you will be proven righteous because you have trusted in your God. It's your God who makes you both to rise up and lie down. It's your God who makes you dwell in safety. It's your God who loves you the very same way that he loved Daniel, more than you could know. In peace, the psalmist says, in peace, David says, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. That Lord, that God, which Darius acclaims at the end of this passage, just like Nebuchadnezzar before him, and just like Belteshazzar couldn't, or Belshazzar couldn't help but notice before him, Darius acclaims this God. That God, the God who saves Daniel from the mouths of the lions, the God who saves Daniel from his enemy's hands, he is our God. Let him always be your God. Let him be the one who provides you peace and slumber. Let him be the one who puts you at ease. Let him be the one in whom you put all of your trust, and you will never be put to shame. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.